<clears throat> Previously on Channel 2 Radio. You ready for this? <laughs> Initiating neural handshake in five, four, three, two, one. Chef. We like Chef, right? You chef like Chef? Great. I love Chef. Days of Future Past is a calamity. I did tomorrow. Sneakily, one of the better movies of the summer. Transformers. You're watching a toy commercial. Ninja Turtles was a piece of shit. Guardians of the Galaxy. And we, we all know we that this is the greatest movie ever. Whenever I leave a Hobbit movie, I want to go straight to Home Depot and buy some 6x6s. And, and carve elvish designs. It's not totally That's what you want to do. It's... And then, like, I want to just, like, make a deck. Welcome back to Channel 2 Radio. This is episode 7. Oh, Jesus. I'm Adrian Spencer. I'm joined by... Nick Lekas. And then Joe Watchak. Uh, it sounds a little different this month because uh, we lost some of our corporate sponsorship. Wegmans pulled out. There was an incident involving Joe and uh, some frozen shrimp. And uh, they thought it was unbecoming <laughs> I, conduct. I don't even know where this joke and, is coming um, from and are going. But, you know. Legally, he's not allowed to say anything about what happened there that night. Um, but if you were there, there's a class action settlement. And you can uh, go to Wegmans.com and get some oh more God, information about terrible. that. <laughs> there's a phone ringing. Yeah. We can't use that shit. Barbara! <laughs> Line one. I will, I will break the phone. What else has come out since the summer? I mean, do we still want to say Interstellar? Uh, Interstellar. Oh yeah, Interstellar. How about Interstellar makes me hate? Uh, damn it, I lost my train. Interstellar. No, Interstellar makes me hate on Inception more because now Inception feels fluky because Interstellar's plot was so superficial. It makes me question how deep a screenwriter Christopher Nolan actually is. The best part Burden. of Interstellar was the robots. The what? Interstellar? The robots in, in Interstellar. I, yeah, you know, they're okay. I didn't like them at first. And then I Their kinda, personalities and then I, the were personalities like the best great, thing about the whole fucking movie. When when they kidnap, or not kidnap, when he, um, he you know, the, he, he follows the coordinates and he, they, he gets to like the underground NASA base. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they like take him in and then they, they I don't forget, they like knock him out or something. He wakes up and he's in the interrogation room. And you hear like this booming voice of like interrogating him, and then they turn around, and it's like a block. And I'm mm -hmm. like, ew. <laughs> I actually kind of like the design. It, I mean, they grow I, on you, but it was I, very distracting. Well, right. it's their personalities that that make them grow on you. And it's see the production design. I guess Nolan trying to make it more real or whatever. I think it's more so he can float around on one like a boogie board when he's in Rubber Bandville later on in the movie, but. He does not set the world up very well. I think. And he, like, he has a lot of imagery that doesn't really tell a, a full story that's convincing or satisfying. I think See, he has a really hard time setting up the world. And then at the end, when he's on the space station, I have no concept of like where humanity is in the middle that's of That's the problem with their, the whole you know, movie, and that's what I'm talking like about. What about actually is going on? Me not liking Inception, because yeah. the whole thread in Interstellar is him getting back to his daughter. You have no concept of humanity being on the line or what this it comes says cost, about right? human yes. progress yes. or like technology. Like in 2001, A Space Odyssey, you know, you have moments of the audience member thinking about what this means about human progress and technology and space exploration. And 
the next step in human evolution where this movie is purely him being more concerned about getting back home to his daughter than the stakes of saving humanity or these fifth dimensional people that don't exist because it's really him lost in time being fifth dimensional no, and then knocking on the door. Well, no, I don't think that these the fifth dimensional people do. Fifth dimensional well, beings, hyper evolved human beings, is what right. I don't know where you movie. guys got that from. It's in the text of the movie. He's is it? Yeah, because all the times they they allude to it being like, oh, first contact, oh, whatever. It's all him. Well, the alien that she encounters in the wormhole going out there is McConaughey. Yeah, and all the, so that the gravitational just, stuff that they were saying was McCon- from whoever was all McConaughey. McConaughey. Right, so it's what us. doesn't make sense is that whole portal opening up outside of Saturn when it did. That was initially when McConaughey was in Rubber Bandville just right. kicking around shit. Yeah, but also not chosen, the fifth dimensional people. Didn't the fifth dimensional people choose? Yeah, their but there are no fifth dimensional people. There, it's because no, it's him inside his own mind. Yeah, I mean that's the that's thing. That's why the whole love thread is such a weak, stupid. Oh, it's tangible. You know, like oh, so that means I can see this colored rubber band while I'm floating around in rubber band. You know what the problem is though? Spielberg got into this a little bit with AI. Is you are so beholden to the reality of the world that you're creating and how things actually work in a scientific way and in a plausible way and in a grounded way that by the time you get to this moment where he enters the black hole, you need this big sort of romantic um, sweep that you have not so far in the movie gone to before. So it's a dramatic shift in tone. It's not just that you question like yeah, well, what are the logistics do, of you this. You can't do like you question the reality of where it's like it. Whereas in earlier in the movie, bed. don't request you don't question any of the reality exactly. But two thousand one, I think, arguably, is done much more impeccably and much more. What's super cerebral and like experimental film almost in those kind of scenes because you're in this guy's consciousness and it's very far out and abstract and that's no way the way they could have ended interstellar nolan likes to explain shit too mm-hmm. so like he spent that's what's so crazy because he, he he did it all to make sure the black hole and the gravity gravity stuff was all hardcore science right that's what so I'm saying. there's actual science based on that time element being on the planet to the guy like above the planet waiting for him to come back right but then the hard science leaves when it's not conventional to this storytelling. Exactly. Like, they're on the ocean planet. Oh, there's a fucking 30-mile-high tidal wave coming. Oh, the water that you're standing in, that's not going to get sucked towards it at all. You know, like, that's not how physics with waves works. You know, so it's... <sighs> I mean, the best thing about Interstellar was the scene where they were landing on that ocean planet because that's one of those moments where you need to be in an IMAX theater with the volume fucking loud. So when he's like, I need to feel the wind, and they right. show that shot of the camera on the edge, and you watch all that wind blowing through, it's not even that great an image. I mean, it's a cool image, but the the bass vibrating the ground. Like, I'm sure three theaters on the side of the theater felt it or could hear that vibration, because that, like, buckling wind on the side is just so... I mean, your whole body felt it. Like, my shoes and my feet felt it, and that is awesome. And that's, I know, one of the things that Christopher Nolan is trying to bring to the table when he made Interstellar being this giant science, huge ordeal because it's cinematic and shooting it, you know, on on the 70 mil. And That's too bad he screwed up the rest of the movie. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or just had no plot, or was trying too hard to do that time 
He wanted to, I think it's a case of him wanting to win an Oscar. He's like, I'm going to go do this pulpy science fiction stuff, but I'm going to like, I'm going to do it right. And I'm going to win an Oscar doing it. And what he lost sight of was the fact that like, the reason storytelling romanticizes elements of space travel and all that sort of stuff is that like, it's hard to educate an audience and then get them emotionally invested in what you just educated them about. It's like the audience has to accept what you're telling them is true um, as it relates to like time dilation and, and all those other elements that he plays with. But because you have to kind of think about it as an audience member, you're not feeling it. And so then when he spends so much time at the end kind of trying to drive home the emotional thread of the movie, you're not invested. But that's not the first. No, but that's not. That's not the. And then they bail on the science. But the whole movie, though, it's not. They're not trying to sell you on the science or the world or anything. They're trying to sell you on the fact that he is so concerned of his daughter that everything else is kind of whatever. You know, like they kind of get into the whole genetic sperm bank plot, but like not really. They kind of get into the. They kind of get into the whole like how the Earth is not producing produce anymore and there's dust storms that are horrible but they kind of don't you know like everything is focused on the relationship with the father daughter which is when they come back to like oh it's the tangible love thread in the fifth dimension it's like this is this is this movie so that's what i don't understand about the ending of the movie which is if he's operating fifth dimensionally there's nothing keeping them from pursuing a line of narrative for instance, where like the daughter discovers all the stuff he's trying to teach her at the age that she's more or less at when he leaves, right? So that in the meantime, since he's been spending 30 years on planets and going around a black hole, and I mean, that would add decades right there. Um, yeah, well, that's why she's like right. 100-something in like stasis. But if they had played with the time dilation a little bit more and embraced the idea of being able to romanticize it a little bit more, they could have had it where they line up at the same age, like on the new planet or something like that. Like McConaughey gets spit out of the black hole and gets picked up by, you know, human beings that are just ferrying people to this new world that, you know, he helped discover. Instead, you get like Anne Hathaway landing and it's barren and you're not really clear if it is livable and all the humans are on the well, space that's, Well, just station, knowing how, how just Chris... chilling for 80 years? Well, like, that's knowing how so Chris Nolan operates, you know that that's like that little shout-out to the... She's here waiting for right. him right, to right, right. get with the station. That's his, that's his favorite them. move, is like the smash cut to black. At the yeah, end of yeah, movies. it's like the hope But I mean... Yep. It's like fill in, fill in the blank for you. You don't care about anything. anything. You don't care about any of them. Because the, the, the father-daughter thread is so just... Yeah. Agreed. What Ugh. else have we seen this month? Well, I mean, Exodus. Does anybody care about Exodus? I wanted to see Exodus. Why? Uh, I'm It looks 3D. like shitty Gladiator with the same technology. Ridley Scott's an impeccable visualist, so like, if he makes an IMAX 3D movie, I'm going to want to go see it. I guarantee you, this is all speculation and hearsay, because none of us have seen the movie, No, are we probably going to see it, but... I think the writing's on the wall with this dude, and I'm sorry if that means Blade Runner or Prometheus is going to... Well, Prometheus is not on. It's all Blade Runner, right? Homie's how old? 70? 80? Yeah. Since when? He's I mean, 78, I think. Guess 76. what? We get on people who say, hey, take their license away because the elderly can't fucking drive. Oh, but, you know, this guy's hip to man, like a billion-dollar Prometheus 
Blade Runner reboot, not reboot, sequel. Blade Runner sequel. You trust this man? Look how terrible that Exodus scene is with the water getting pushed away with the big wave. But I get, but with I the, guess with Christian Bale in a chariot looking so dumb in his outfit, so dumb. Um, Russell Crowe and Gladiator, twenty years ago, when was that shit shot? Looks better than the wardrobe in this movie. Prometheus, uh, Prometheus made a lot of money. What does that mean? Did yeah, what well. does that mean? It yeah. means that this it, it had from, a great trailer. From people went, the people went from the great studios, trailer. The, from the studio's point of view, he makes the money. And Exodus isn't doing great here. It's sort of been a disaster, but I'm sure it's doing better overseas. I'm Prometheus not discrediting made, why the, the Prometheus, studio could see that. Sure, yeah, his his name attached to this project will make X amount of money. Totally great. You being the fan, the super fanboy on the Blade Runner and all that shit should at least be the slightest bit concerned because it kind of makes me not care about either series because it's that typical scoreboard, what have you done for me lately? Hey, Ridley Scott, you're fucking putting up... You're Kyle Ortoning the end of the season, basically. You know... Say, that's uh, a okay, reference to American backtrack, backtrack. No, no terrible yeah, Bills references, but... I mean, what, what has that, he what done that, lately? What was, that Jack movie, shit. what was that movie with like five or ten A-list people that he had, and nobody went to see it? The Counselor. The Counselor. I love The Counselor. Okay, the Counselor. He the doesn't make best. money for studio. Prometheus only made money because the trailer was I, cut very made, well, and it was and, 3D, and people thought it was going to be like Aliens. aliens Hang which on, it wasn't. Which Hang was on why then. they needed to include that last scene that was completely out of context the, in the movie because they had nowhere, we nowhere could, else we could to put it. We could fill a digital vault with all of our musings about how Prometheus shits the bed spectacularly. My point, as it relates to The Counselor, is he probably made that relatively cheap. Everybody was just getting points on that movie. And, you know, he just wanted to make a movie. It's a weird script. It's, he made it it's a It's a bunch of... It's a play, basically. I've loved it's it on budget. Talking. I, I can't imagine... So. I'm sure they spent 20 even to 30 million dollars. So, I'd still defend I mean, the whole scoreboard argument. Well, he's like, able to make money movie. Lately. The movie might be great. I haven't seen it. It, could be, it could be awesome. I'm just saying that he's not a guaranteed person to make you money at the box I, office. I, I agree. Nobody is. No, but, but if he's it's got attached a track to Blade Runner or Prometheus, it will. Yeah. I don't even think Blade Runner's that... Like I don't think people are going to be running to the box office to see Blade Runner too. But unless unless, unless, well, unless it looks it. unless it looks cool, a lot, it will not, look the cool. fans will not make that movie money. Prometheus will look looked cool, really cool. Yeah, that's why I mean a that's couple all, all Blade Blade Runner needs for its trailers is some really like cool foggy looking future wide shots of like a city yeah. just panning across the production cool designer is making city. that movie money basically and that's which is it. a lot of him but you know but his drawings and designs that they're going to be using from 20 years ago 30 30 years i don't even know how old blade runner 30. is uh 82 probably so, more no 82 so yeah 30 years old oh my god um all right hey, you're only as old as you act uh-oh <laughs> All right, well, we're we a should, room full uh, of toys. Why don't we take a break? Listen to break. our sponsors. We're kind of we're playing jazz here today. Uh, this uh, this definitely uh, not bio digital jazz. Uh, we're brought to you by Sony Pictures. The interview starring Seth Rogen and James Franco. The CIA is asking us to be a couple James Bonds. You two have a dictator to kill. We don't know what you're in. You are entering the most dangerous country on earth. Why'd you do that? Is this what you want? You. Understand. We're probably not the most equipped people to do this. You have to secure the weapon. Where do I hide it? 
What if you hide it in your butt? What? They are closing in on you. <laughs> the package is secure. So they just Perfect. announced phase three. They didn't just announce it. Well, they announced in the world of our show, they just announced it. Right. This is news to our listeners. You, by listening to this podcast... Um, are now informed. You're informed. Uh, two, <laughs> two months late. Uh, the first biggie after uh, Ant-Man. So phase two ends with Age of Ultron and Ant-Man this summer. Phase three starts with Captain America 3 Civil War with Robert Downey Jr. returning which is a, as Tony Stark. Which is a huge Stark. announcement. I mean, that's big. That's really fun. That's really big. Especially since it was that whole, oh, are we going to kill off Robert Downey? He wants out of his contract. Listen, he just back to the listen, He doesn't truck. want to be in Robert, more movies. No, no, no. But then he goes ahead and reads the script and goes, I want Tony in this more. No, that's not how it goes. He's never going to not want to do it. He's smart. Okay? It's all for money. He, he has no intention on stopping on being Iron Man until they want him to stop being Iron Man. I Trust bet, me on this. I bet after Iron Man 3, they were in a period of renegotiating his deal and figuring out how, how many movies he was going to appear in. And they probably had a deal on the table. Right. And they probably had a deal on the table before Guardians of the Galaxy came out. And his position is, take that deal. You know, once Guardians opens up, if it's a big hit, you know your stock at Marvel is lower than it was and maybe you should take the deal. Or if Guardians doesn't hit, you can go back to Marvel and just take him to the woodshed. Guardians was a big hit, and I think Guardians being a big hit not only made Marvel money, but saved them a lot of money in the Downey Jr. negotiations. Because well, there's no way they're paying him what they paid him on Avengers, you know, 2. Well, no, I mean, after Avengers 3, Why, it's because done. he's less of his, a marketable character because he's got more now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, they had signed him after, Aven after Iron, Iron Man 3, crucial his contract was over. The whole... They signed him on to Avengers 2 and 3. Right. Immediately after Iron Man. Right, Civil much. War is part so of a he, new deal. So he was, yeah, so the, the new deal is probably what you're talking about. And, and Avengers 3 is a two-parter, so if they want him in both parts, they have to I'm pay sure him. they've right. done that. So that's probably what they had to do, is go if back and say, alive. look, Avengers 3 is two parts. We need. They're absolutely going to use his image in part 3, totally. even if he's dead in part 1. Oh, he'll come back. Yeah. He's um, not going anywhere. Anyway, you got, you got Don Cheadle. You could war machine that up for ten years and be fine. Yeah, you could definitely have war machine step in, but this would be that's there, not going to be happening. I guarantee you but that Iron Man's going to. I'm pop sure Marvel up in, in said that something. they were prepared to live with that. Between Captain America three and Avengers three part one, there's definitely going to be Iron Man in something. No, some there's not because they announced the entire phase, so we know yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah. they're coming out with. Then no, no, Doctor no, no, Strange, not, not an Iron that's, Man that's movie, why, that's but why, like, so, he'll well, be we'll, in something. Let's announce the schedule. All and right, we'll go back then we to got that. Doctor Strange. We got uh, with Benedict Cumberpatch. Cumber Soulpatch. Cumber Soulpatch kid. We've got Guardians of the Galaxy two. I hate it when they use the twos in the title. Well, no, they'll get rid of that. I hope so. They will. Um, that's from uh, James Gunn is returning to write and direct it. Uh, Thor Ragnarok, which I assume I think it's like the Norse apocalypse. Apoc basically. Yeah, shit's gonna go down in in Asgard. Yeah, Thor should become king. Go. We'll, we'll see. Black Panther. Cool. Who will make an appearance in at least Civil War? Prior in this to that. political environment, I don't know how you make that movie. Uh, next is Avengers and That's flat out serious. I don't know how they do that. Why? Because they're gonna have like a militant black man in a time when like He's everybody's on edge about this. Based. I hope they pull it off. Part of why, they, they but they can't have, have him Doctor beating Strange. up. They can't have him beating up soldiers and cops now. They got to be careful about how they write that. 
How many cops? Dude, it's not going to be otherwise about Fox. That. Otherwise, Fox News is going to be all. Well, that's over what that Hydra's. Shit. For. It's not. He's not going to be about that. Gonna be a, it's going to be in his home. Hung, uh, home but country. if he ever fights like a totalitarian sort of stormtroopers, Fox News is going to put a clip up and say, "This is you know what Hollywood MCU like universe do you think this guy's going to exist in?" I don't know. He's, he's just saying it's dicey. If I were an he, executive at Disney, I'd I'd feel dicey. Look at the phases or the the the. It's all going to be the, the track for Phase own, Three. There's a lot of space-oriented right. stuff to lead up. Well, to, that that's where I'm at now. Thanos. So ignore Black, Black Panther. Black Panther is, is one of their grounding lines. I'll think of it as Captain America. I'm going to be on the O'Reilly Factor tonight talking about oh this. Okay, the next movies are the biggies of the slate, as far as I'm concerned, aside from Civil War, Guardians um, Two. Okay, it, I misspoke. Um, first one's Aven- Avengers: Infinity War Part One. And that comes out May fourth, two thousand eighteen. So these Infinity War, ladies and three gentlemen, three years away. And I mean, then fuck with the movies they sandwich <laughs> it in part two with. So um, is Captain Marvel with, nice. with a lady Captain Marvel, which is a space oriented, very space oriented. Take it easy with the space um, stuff. Well, and then the Inhumans, which isn't really space, but it's sci fi kind of stuff. I mean, sure, yes, what, it's, Inhumans. It, well, yeah, but I mean, it's definitely cosmically tied. There's a little bit Earth. of that. Yeah, yeah. So, and well, uh, Miss Marvel is an Earth-bound person that's tied to space. Right. Which is interesting that these are the two oh, that's in between the two different Infinity sides War yeah. movies. Absolutely. Which will be dripping with gemstone. Isn't it crazy for that for two years, Mar- Marvel's only putting out, they're not putting out any solo films for their like main characters? Yeah, they don't have to. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess Avengers is Avengers. Yeah. And do you think Guardians of the Galaxy will be in Avengers? I don't. I think some of them will be, be. in Avengers. Yeah. So Guardians Probably opens the a year one. before Avengers if, one. If the first one, it depends on how they're going to play out the Infinity War. They're definitely involved. Like, are they going to have any FaceTime with the Avengers? I mean, that all depends. Thanos on... gets the gauntlet and just like zaps them out of existence because. See, I think I think they will not. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't that think there will cool. be any direct connection in Guardians of the Galaxy two. I think that's going to be its own thing. I think the next time you see them will probably be in some capacity in Avengers part uh, Infinity War part one or part two. Well, so it's cool. It's like the their Phase three slate really is, with the exception of like tying up some loose threads and setting the stage for Avengers. Like, it's all these new supporting characters. It's the Doctor Strange's, it's the Guardians of the Doctor Galaxy's, Strange it's Black Panther. Doctor Strange isn't necessarily a supporting character no, he's, because he's the supporting leg in, to the whole magic right, aspect right, right. of the MCU in many universe, regards, he's the which more, they need to establish he's the most powerful the superhero there is. Yes. And they need, they need new blood because obviously contracts are going to be running out. Yep. Some of these people not, might not want to return and they don't want to, like, introduce all these characters very quickly. All right. So it's great that they're putting, you know, like, for example, the new Captain America. It's great that they're introducing Black Panther in that. They might even introduce him in Age of Ultron. Sure. Who, who, yeah. who, who, who I mean, who knows? I, I might well, even they, see they Doc Strange in, with, uh, uh, in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Age of Ultron, I think Soldier. we're so slacking on the gravity, not just of how crazy the plot's going to be, but of everything that it's going to do for the MCU. I don't think it's going to be that big or do a whole lot for the MCU. I think it's going to fracture I think it's going to fracture Cap and Iron Man and then the rest of the movie I think you're under I think you're but if you're completely forgetting about Vision here and when in the movie is Vision going to be made 
in I, relation to when in the movie is Ultron going to be in there's his a lot deeper of things marks. Going on. You have Hydra. You this, have the Inhumans. Yeah. There's so much stuff that... The Inhumans are set up thanks to S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, and that that's alone, not, isn't that that's huge? Not, that's not the stuff at all that Joss Whedon is interested in, in no, I know. doing a story about. So you'll see them. But it's so, I'm sure they're shoehorning in. And, and that's, that's all why there, like, though. That's all huge thread stuff on the greater plot. No, the Joss huge, is the like huge the, thread stuff the for him is with the greater plot. No, the huge thread stuff for him is like the thematic content of like man versus machine and ego and all that shit that he's going to play that's, with. That's great and all, but you know, that's you know that do. they've had their hands. You know, when, when they announced that he was doing the sequel, we're like, great, he's going to have even more control over this thing. But I think it's probably the opposite of what that, that happened. Like, I think mm-hmm. now, I think so. I mean, look what happened to Edgar Wright with Ant-Man. Yeah, but that's it's like just Joss a taste Wheaton. of the, yeah. You I'm know sure that, that happened. I don't think sure that happened. I don't think it does. I don't think it matters anymore how big Joss Whedon is and what he did for Avengers. I agree. I think. I think. No, I but think as there's far way as more hands. The I mean, this thing, Look at this phase three thing. It's huge. That's nine films. The first two phases were like four or five films. I mean, they're planning out. Yeah, it's I mean, big. It's, this is a huge fucking it's game. Three movies a year. This is insane. So you cannot rely on Joss Whedon anymore. I mean, they, of course, a lot of input's coming from him. Yeah, but so, it's the same with J.J. doing the first Star Wars. He's like a part of that, setting up that whole right. thread to let other people come in and, and clean it up. But if, who's the Kevin Feige for Star Wars? Um, hmm, that's a good they question. They don't have one. Uh, it's kind of like J.J. No. and uh, Lawrence Kasdan together are kind of like the yeah. godfathers of that the sort of canical uh, trilogy um, everything else is just sort of like run by committee over at um, Disney bad move well I mean if JJ's at like the helm though JJ's I not mean, JJ's the guy saying this is this story but they don't have anybody saying this is this universe yeah but you don't think JJ's clearly, clearly involved with all those videos that they release yeah, and like no, he's got a very playful know, way that he markets got, the movie. I mean, look at the how trailer's we didn't really know Khan good. was Khan and Trek Two. We knew Khan was Khan. I mean, you assume, terrible but fucking the way that they give out Lord. scripts, you know, like never they hit it. No, anything. they called him a different character in the scripts, and they shot all the Khan stuff on a, with a smaller crew. Yeah, so I mean, you know, it's but it's, it's stupid to have shit going on right, over yeah. there, you know, whatever. Star Trek Into Darkness is the reason I'm worried about the new Star Wars movie. It's the only reason Worry. I'm worried about it. Oh, yeah. Like, JJ's thing is, like, he gets all this imagery and he just sort of throws it in a blender and he presents it in a really solid, interesting way, but sometimes, like, he his judgment and his taste about, like, what that iconography should and could be used for is just a little bit off. So that's why he's got, like, in Star Trek Into Darkness, he's got the Enterprise, like, lifting out, you know, lifting up out of an ocean. Which is a completely cool image and like something you would expect. Like if a kid has a Star Trek toy, they might dunk it in the bathtub or something and say, "Hey, that looks cool." But it's a complete sort of there's an obliviousness about what the technology and what the reality of that world is. Well, they go in the you know, ocean. See, in that's Trek not four. The, the worst part of that is they're underwater yeah, he, and they save whales. He not knows in a, it, but not does in it a Constitution anyway. class starship. They didn't. That's the that's the worst part of it. He does think about that. But he does it anyway because because it, it's the cool factor outweighs. The, and he's makes sense. and he's right. The first scene in Star Trek in the Darkness is the best scene in the movie. That whole that yeah that whole segment right. with the, the 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 weird alien. So he's not wrong. Colors. I'm just afraid of what he's going to do to the Star Wars universe that takes me out of it as a Star Wars universe fan. You know what I mean? Because I think well, see, that's why I'm watching J.J. Abrams's version of Star Wars. Because it's not, I think, which he is probably going to be pretty cool because he's a smart guy and he's got good taste. It, it's good that he had the Star Trek. 
to kind of do that before getting on Star Wars. So it's kind of like... Star Trek was his consolation this... prize for not being able to do Star Wars. Yeah, because Star Wars wasn't even Star Wars a thing. was never yeah, going to happen. The available. second Star Wars became a thing, he started lobbying for that. Yeah, totally. More than any job he's probably ever lobbied for in his life. By the way, you know they got the director for Star Trek 3, right? Yeah, they got Justin Lin from the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah. Do you like that? I mean, I don't give a shit about Star Trek. Have so. you watched the Have you watched the Fast and the Furious movies? I have. I think there's a certain... He does action really well. He does action really well, and he does sort of like group banter and sort yeah. of group dialogue. and Ensemble. Kind of ensemble, familial units. Um, kind of explaining exposition and plot and all sorts of stuff. Um, he's got that kind of down. So I think he could do a good job. I think the story's key, and the story that leaked uh, is all about, like, uh, the Enterprise and a bunch of aliens hunting down a time travel device to, like, undo the time destruction travel, of yeah. Vulcan. So and it's like, why are you harping on that? Like, just move on. So they're going to have the excuse to get Shatner up in there. Right, and then they're going to reset the universe, and it's the 50th anniversary, and it's Kumbaya, and then they reboot it again. When are they going to um, get a fucking which is fine. K in there? Well, that'd be great. Get the Kai in there. What, what, what's, what's interesting, though, is that they do kind of reboot it after. Then they've got Justin Lin, whose whole deal is, like, him and a bunch of his buddies, like, just churn out action movies every year. Like, they're great shooters. Yeah. They just churn out and so Star Trek-based <clears throat> action movies? Sure. Hey, why not? Yeah, what no, if you'd, not? like, you, if you... I, I would like, go yeah, see it. Fast and Furious. I don't watch, shit about it. You guys don't watch Fast and Furious, right? No. Uh, I watched the last couple ones in bits on HBO and shit. They're ridiculous. I mean, they're but, ridiculous, I mean, the but they're solid. solid. Yeah. No, they're solid movies. If you like big people just punching the shit at each other and like muscle cars fucking doing ridiculous stunt driving. But there's not like <laughs> there's um there's couple a couple hot chicks. Sort of there's a reverence to the whole Star Trek thing that maybe he's not capable of getting. Yeah, but he's already playing he's gonna be coming into that world that JJ has already established. So Yeah. Production design is already there. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way they're gonna come out with a new design team to change a few I mean, things up. With the they don't have time to at this point. Well, then, like a lot of times, you can't look at what a director has done previously as far as like his projects. I mean, if he do, if he how, how can I say this? Like, look at the guys who did uh, Winter Soldier, right? Yeah. You look at their resume prior to Winter Soldier, and you're like, well, they can't fucking direct an right. action movie. And look uh, what James they did. Gunn. James Gunn. He did Super and uh, a couple, you know, a couple other smaller films. You're like, can he can he do, really do a space opera? Then he comes out and just knocks it out of the park. Well, that's the kind yeah, of director. But listening, listening to everything James Gunn talks and says and in interviews and how he handles himself and talks about the subject matter and even talks about the Thanos scene, you know, like. I could see how he could go into a meeting and speak how he speaks and has like the clout and care for the material that he does. And with the script writing, too. Uh, for them just to be like, you are so our guy, it's like not even funny. I worry if he's not gotten a little too big for his britches. Because like, if you watch interviews and stuff with him before the movie comes out, he's he's got a certain humility to him that is lacking in oh, the more dude, recent please. interviews. How can this not get to Guardians that, crushed the fuck out of it. Then he wasn't sure. The I mean, whole time people are going, see, there's you a, can't you see, make you can a see movie. A cut of it. The, there's a long history of really good first movies. And then the director and the cast come back and they've gotten a lot of acclaim and praise and they just phone it in or they make mis or they miscalculate. But see there's no they way that I would believe popular. that to happen Iron listening to that kind Iron of Man is a great example. But not did, did Favreau direct Iron Man 2? That's a different... Yeah, he did. Mm. But you know... No, but no, I don't blame it on Favreau. 
You blame it on world building. That's what the you blame MCU it on. World building. Yeah, Absolutely. the script just wasn't there. They, and I mean, they hired an actor to the, write the, the script. The only started. sequel parts of that movie is probably like thirty minutes. The rest of it is building the Avengers. Well, what? Well, Whiplash is like there's directly three, there's, sequel there's, related. There's, He's like, oh, I see you do this. Oh, I can do it too. That's what I'm saying. Sequel. There's like five scenes in that movie that, that are Iron Man two. I'm, and, I'm your and father. A and scenes that I was in Shield. Pre Avengers. Here's the arc reactor. You know, like. I mean, that's all universe building, but it didn't make the movie. I don't know. Let's not talk about Iron Man 2. Okay. James Gunn's clout for everything that he talked about. I mean, this is why Guardians is clearly the best movie of the year and, and not like Interstellar or something like that. Because in Interstellar, there were a spaceship, a space station, and a lander craft. That's right. three things, you yeah. know, like pretty awesome design. Yeah. Guardians had so many ships. So many alien things, so many sets, so many settings, so much production design that were all aces, all within the MCU, all original and not like original, but, you know, like taking influence. I mean, it's not like they're ripping right off from the comics. I mean, there's a lot of different like McQuarrie influences and stuff like that and like the colors and design. So there's just like so much going on and he just has that like correct frame of mind like yeah. everything that he says is so true and on point and it's just like yeah you know yeah james gunn why can't everybody say this kind of shit with their film projects yeah when I mean, they I'm, talk about it so i'm not concerned in the least I, about no, guardians okay and i mean even even since okay. it, it's going to come out in a few years and by that point we're going to be at max pratt saturation because Chris Pratt is yeah, that guy's gonna it burn himself and out and is getting in everything, but Chris I like Pratt, to, I like how he's slightly he's probably slightly um, disturbed that the the heroes of the of the film for audiences were like Groot and Rocket, and nobody's really like talking about Star Lord. Everybody no talks one, about Star Lord. No nobody talks about Star Lord. You, Who talks you about guys Star-Lord? talk about Star Lord all the yeah. time. Well, that's because well, we know we know we know what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think his, Chris Pratt. I think his performance was kind of universally praised, and now he's a big thing in Hollywood. Oh, good. I hope it is. Yeah, I mean, he's in the Jurassic Park movie, and that looks god awful. Yeah, he's know, like pounding around with velociraptors. Have we gotten to that? I don't want to say. Recently. I not say yeah, god awful because you didn't say god awful right. a month ago. No, I didn't love the trailer. I told you when I sent it to you guys that I'm worried me a little. And the and the the velociraptors are running with him. I mean, he doesn't even look real. I mean, he's on a bike driving through the woods. It's like yeah, you want to do that? Not, not hitting tree branches and yeah, stuff. That and cop then... and a half photo though of him and the Velociraptor is pretty <laughs> awful. Cop and a half. <laughs> Burt Macklin and a Velociraptor. Yeah, right. That is um, kind of funny. It just looks so CG and like I, I really like that shot and like selling that Sea World aspect, but that giant whatever whale dinosaur coming up and biting just looks so. Kind of looks cool though. I mean, no, yeah, it looks might... cool, and I bet in 3D, all that shininess about the the graphics, and I'm sure it'll get cleaned up. You know what trailer looks way looks fucking better though? Fucking fake. Right. And look at TM, like Ninja Turtles, how fake all that looked, and that made the whole movie. Fuck the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. You know what trailer looks fucking awesome? What? Mad Max. Fury. Oh, Mad Max. Uh oh. Do uh-oh. we have a whole episode uh-oh. for me to just cream all over the Mad Max franchise or Fran or Fury Road? Gonna put the microphone in a Ziploc bag right now. So we don't damage it. <laughs> I mean, are we are we gonna get, get into it? Right now? Get into it. All right, personally, personally to me, you all, everybody knows how much I love Tron, Tron Legacy. 
Tron Legacy is on one end of the insanely awesome spectrum, while Mad Max is on the other end of the insanely awesome spectrum. And everything that I've seen from Fury Road does everything to confirm how awesome the Mad Max world of rusty, blown-up, re-welded-together, spiky dune buggy cars that are actually welded together by, you know, build teams... And they just blow the shit out of all the cars. The, the the practical effects are out of this world crazy. The cinematography in the trailer, there's like beautiful symmetry going on with colors and action while these dudes are dangling on sticks above this fleet of cars clearly driving over 60 miles an hour. Didn't they run out of money for that movie like a couple times? I don't know all the drama about what went down with it. it. Was it money? It certainly doesn't look like it. No, it looks like a gazillion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's that that, that shot of that sandstorm, lightning storm or whatever. It looks CG as hell, but the camera zooming in and out of some of that practical car stuff looks real as fuck. And that storm just... Sucking people up into fire with lightning everywhere. I have zero problem with it looking kind of cheesy. Because that shit is crazy. There's like people dangling on things. Just cars exploding. People flying in like this fire tornado. I will take that all day long. Bunch of hot chicks and Charlie's Theron with a steampunk hand. Steampunk robo arm. Like, I mean, everybody's jonesing for gasoline. Yeah, she's, you know, she... No, I just think it's interesting. You said all these hot chicks and then Charlize Theron. Well, because if she does not No, 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 qualify. that's what... Well, she's, she's like, the, the like hero. Because Max top. is obviously, right. okay, like, like bound up or a prisoner of some capacity that is free. Oh, we don't know what... The, I don't know what the plot is yet. Um, Mandarin. Mandarin. <laughs> Since he never actually says that his name's Max ever in the, exactly. in the trailer, but uh, what's your name again? I mean, <laughs> thumbs Mad up. Max. Thumbs up. Thumbs right. up. And that that thumbs up is so maybe cool. it's Mad Maxine. What if he's just and it's Charlie Saran? Oh, Ooh. but it's kind of funny how it, I, I just I love that it they're they're really going out of their way to establish the steampunk aspect of it because everybody's after gasoline and oil, right? Well, what powers her steampunk robo hand? You know, I don't care because it looks great. She's awesome. She's super hot and sexy, being all beat up and shaved head Whoa. while she's carrying what are you it around. To tell us, Joe. <laughs> well, she's you like hot. That, that's a Gorney Weaver alien. Well, no, I mean, she's still super hot and sexy, even being all beat up. But she's trying to save like four or five hot as shit chicks. And then there, there, there's that. Did you ever freeze frame it? Going through the uh, the trailer just to look at every single shot. Well, I mean, not only did I find that, well, Max is flopping around on one of those giant sticks and there's explosions everywhere. One of the big trucks in the, the bad guy like fleet of cars is nothing but a stage and giant speakers. And like a dude with a giant guitar just shredding the shit out of it. So you know that there's going to be awesome music going on in this chase scene. That's played by this, like, rock and roll bus. Oh, dude, I can't wait. But anyway, if you go through it, you see the one chick has this, like, chastity belt on. And, like, you see, like, really quick her waist get tugged. And there's a big padlock on the side. And on this belt, there's, like, a Venus flytrap-looking thing of, like, 
crazy spiky teeth all down by her cooch. And it's totally <laughs> crazy looking. It's cool looking. It's that weird road warrior transvestite. Yeah, dude, the guy from B's all giving more attention to the craziness of the villains is such a cool Mad Max universe thing to do. I forget which comedian it was, but they said if Cirque du Soleil did a show about meth, that's what it would look like. <laughs> we I glossed over the her. best part of the Marvel news, which no, was... No, we glossed over a lot of Marvel news. Well, yeah, well, we went, we, we definitely strayed from the MCU and the Star Wars. Well, so, yeah, we did a little bit, but we also, we missed that Spider-Man might be in Civil War, or might be in some Marvel movie coming up in the future, because Sony got hacked by the North Sony Koreans. Sony hacked! This is, this is part of Korean. It's most, all on the table now. The, the most exciting news to me, like, in the history of comic book movies... Is if Spider-Man, if Marvel gets uh, their hands back on Spider-Man. It looks inevitable at this point. I mean, it looks like they were pretty far down it, the line to make a deal the leak, happen. The leak coming out, when the, the way that the people are perceiving it, it's like, how can they not at this point? I mean, I don't want to get all political. Right, that's like, a good point. True intentions of the Sony leak, whether it be North Korea or not. But, I mean, a lot of the internet testing of some of the leaked items from the Sony Sony's plans... Are really like Aunt May movie. Oh, everybody hates it. Yeah, right. right, right, right. No, 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 no. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you if there if there comes a time, if this happens. Yeah. If I'm sitting in the theater for um, <laughs> Captain America: Civil War and I see Spider Man swinging around the Avengers Tower, goes to meet Tony and talk to him, and Tony gives him a suit. Oh, yeah. dude, an Iron Man. I will die in the theater. <laughs> I will die. My heart will explode. I want and you know that it'll be in the MCU's hands and not exactly. the hands Exactly, that's the of, only reason why I'd be happy. Hey, let's do a Sinister Six series. Oh my god. I actually I think... I can't imagine. I think Spider-Man will be in Age of Ultron. So is that all that I think Spider-Man will be the stinger of Age of Ultron. They're going to try to get a deal done and shoot something before then. Dude, if... Hold on. If... I'm telling wait, you, wait, if wait, I wait, see wait. that costume, that, no way, in a no way, movie. no way, Spider-Man is like the post-credit stinger because Why Age not? of Ultron has to. Okay, Civil War they is all about registering people with superpowers, right? right? Dude, all Agents they have to do is come up with a costume. Right they don't even have to cast it. Just if you just give me Spider-Man in up. his costume, getting, getting swinging on the hand. in New York City that the Avengers Tower is in, yeah, and I will be. Ready to he'll die. Be in, he'll be in Avengers for sure. There is so much that the MCU has to do to, first of all, separate the fact that there's no mutants. That's the Inhumans. Exactly. Hello, but, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is doing that for well, us. Well, right, yes. That's the thread that's going to keep it's totally beating. unnecessary because uh, Agent Ultron not, is going to redo it very not, quickly and more effectively oh and on God. a bigger budget and a bigger scale and done correctly. Captain America 3 Civil War needs to deal with... Everybody with their superhuman powers being registered, which means there has to be some kind of something that makes there be more than 10 superhero people in the world. There's no way that at the end of the new Avengers, with everything in human stuff that's happening, with everything that we know about space and cosmic and Thanos now in the mix, (laughs) that they're going to tease a side sauce character like that they totally could and that would get people so fucking jazzed they almost did it in avengers one you know they almost included the oscorp tower in the new york skyline yeah all the avengers one stuff they just weren't ready to they had a deal to do it but the um, assets weren't ready 
Did you also hear how, real quick, um, I know we're running out of time. But we are. How, um, Mort, will be at, Mort will be out of the basement in a minute, okay? <laughs> I read a quick rumor of how Ant-Man could possibly... Because right now, he really feels like a solo film. Nobody really... I know there's a lot of cameos He's from like... He's a stockholder obligation. There's a lot of flashback Is cameos, but... Is it though? But they're saying a possible way to get him tied into Captain America Civil War. Mm-hmm. I guess something happens maybe post Age of Ultron or at the very end of Age of Ultron or maybe even during Captain America 3 where Black Widow becomes incarcerated. Oh. And they need somebody to break her out. And of course, Ant-Man. who better to break her out than there you go. Ant-Man. Interesting. And then break her in. And then break her in. Paul, Paul oh! We should wrap up, but last words, I think, should well, go Well, I think to... Sleeper with Ant-Man would be tie-ins with Agent <laughs> Carter, yes. S.H.I.E.L.D. in yes. the past. Agent Carter yeah. on past, uh... ABC, 8 o'clock, January 6th, two-hour premiere. There we go. How do you like ABC. that? ABC. If, if you're listening to this after Shield, January Agent 6th, Carter. you should go to, uh, uh, I don't know, what website should they go to? The ABC, YouTube? ABC.com. You can there buy you it for $2.99 on iTunes. Our HD. new sponsor, Apple <laughs> Computers. Um, ABC.com. Love the Agents of Shield. Love the Agents of Shield. Uh, we, should ra- we should wrap up. Um, Hot Toys <laughs> was just did a little exhibit at, uh, at Toy Soul. That's right. And uh, Nick, it's going to be an expensive year for you, right? It might be. And don't throw me under the bus because you're going to be right behind me. I don't know. First of all, you had an incredible I, 2014. I did have a pretty nice 2014. Wait, does, your, does your wife listen yeah, to she, the podcast? She knows, she knows what, what my So are we talking are. about all the toys you're going to be buying no. or just some of the toys? Listen, let's, I just want to talk about the $1,000 Hulkbuster that's 20 listen, inches tall. Let's not talk about prices here. <laughs> But the Hulkbuster will be mine. Will be yours. For sure. No it'll matter be, the and, price. And it'll be yours, too. No over, matter the price. Over under which one of you two Adrian likes the to underplay it, especially when on record. But he's totally no, no, buying no, no, no. a Hulkbuster. I can't buy a Hulkbuster. No, 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 got no, obligations. No, no. no you don't understand. I, I you are buying a Hulkbuster. Here's, here's what No I'm matter doing. what is going on. We'll just let's go see. to the casino. Let's see what the price is. Let's the see price will be, let's, <laughs> say, let's say the price is anywhere from 200 to to $1,000. That would be the range I'd be expecting. It's if it's closer to a thousand, well, there's no way I can buy a Hulkbuster. Well, you know, if just you know, if you're having a girl, just make sure she, you know, just marries rich. You but you gotta pay to, like, for the wedding. No, but you, you need a Hulkbuster pro- now and not in thirty years. Right. You don't, right. Well, you don't have to provide proper daycare or like education because you know just. Well, I guess there's an argument that the Hulkbuster is part of a college fund because imagine in 18 years a, a mint Hulkbuster Boom. would be worth a lot of money. There, there you go. go. It's an Just, investment. That's an investment. If I want to send my kids to college, I have to sell all my toys. And real quick, if you guys want to tweet, congratulations to Joe. He just uh, officially oh, entered yeah. this realm of hot toys with a, a six-scale Star Wars, which popped his cherry a little bit. Is uh, a really good decision on his part. Well, it wasn't really a decision; it was more an obligation. What was the obligation, Joe? Well, we were supposed to have a channel two goes to the casino night, uh, Adrian. Sounds like you did. Sounds like you being did. Just me and Nick. Oh, and the stipulation was since Adrian backed out, Nick would only go if, by chance. I won $250, I would buy a Star-Lord with that money. And did you win $250? I won enough money to buy 12 Star-Lord hot toys. So, to appease the karmic gods, I went ahead and instead of sitting on my mound of money, I did order a Star-Lord hot toy, and I will be displaying it, I'll be taking it out of the box, 
I'm gonna buy a dynamic stand. Oh, so there you lingo. go, buddy. There you Throwing go. Out the lingo. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll be breaking my cherry with that. Well, with that news, I think we should wrap it up. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, thank you. In the words of my adopted people, love spending money on things. And stay tuned things for next for the next episode where we're, we're going to be talking about our, our top ten. our top tens, our best of lists. I there's still a lot of stuff I haven't seen. So. Likewise, yeah, 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 top ten is in more like top five because I doubt there's ten decent movies uh, <laughs> over the year. There's totally ten decent I mean, movies, and I'm hoping. Never mind. There's what? ten. Huh. What happened? I don't know. I thought we were talking bullet budgets. I was going to start talking about... I know about, that's the best indication of how good about, a movie uh, Big Guys, Tim Burton's next movie, because Tim oh, Burton's yeah. awesome and Joe hates him, but we could save that for... for no, that's a time. bomb we don't want to set off. All right, uh, this is Channel 2 Radio, signing off from our pirate location. <laughs> I'm Adrian, that's Nick, and that's Joe. No, that's Joe, and I'm Nick. Oh, very good. Uh, my mistake. Have a good one. Yo, we're bulletproof turtles. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Hey, I'm Maki Mark. Let me chug a Bud Light, and I'm gonna throw the winning touchdown pass to kill the guy and win the day. All right. It's a Transformers movie, and why are humans fucking doing anything? Transformers are Transformers. They can just step on a human. Top ten. <coughs> list talk about segment. Right? <laughs> All right. So that's my list for. Um... <coughs> Sure, I mean, I guess I'll mention that we're not doing the top 10 until the next episode. <coughs> <coughs> so awesome.